you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Hello, New York Giant fans, and hello to the Dallas Cowboy fans. Welcome to the crossover edition of the Locked On Podcast. You have Locked On Giants with your host, Patricia Trainer, that's me, and Locked On Cowboys co-hosts. Landon McCool, and he and I are going to break down this weekend's big, and I do mean big, <laughs> matchup, Giants and Cowboys MetLife Stadium Sunday, 1 o'clock. The winner of that game has to sit tight and wait for the outcome of the Philadelphia and Washington game, and uh, who knows, the winner of that game might very well be the NFC East champion for 2020. And this crossover show is brought to you in part by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. And this football season will be different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And Landon, I'll tell you what, this game coming up, I'm really excited for it. I mean, there won't be any fans in the stand. It's not going to have the typical buzz of a pre-playoff type of game, but it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, you know, compared to what where it could have been, right? Like, if you look back at where these two teams were, I mean, especially the Cowboys, uh, as as much as three or four weeks ago, um, and, and this this could have very well been a game where uh, uh, the Cowboys would have been well out of this uh, several weeks, you know, prior to going into the Week 17 game. But, uh, you know, suddenly the Cowboys' fortunes really turned around the latter part of the season, um, and, you know, with Washington kind of having all, all of its issues and, and, and sort of slipping the, its grip on, on first place in the NFC East, suddenly it looks extremely likely that if Philadelphia beats Washington, that the, 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 this game suddenly is for the NFC East title. And, and, and so, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think certainly compared to where we were even just a few weeks ago, uh, the excitement of this game has certainly been cranked up a, a level or two that it wasn't, you know, I, I certainly not anticipated from the previous weeks or, or even a month ago. Yeah, indeed. And it's a schedule maker's dream. And let's start off by breaking down the Cowboys. The Cowboys, the last three games, they have a three game winning streak, but they've been red hot on offense. What is different for them? You know, I, I think it's, it's, first of all, it's a combination of, of, finally kind of having a combination of, of offensive linemen that have played together for a little while. And, and that's provided a little bit of, of extra protection. Um, I think that the defense ha- has really uh, 
helped a lot with with the offense because you know the defense before was just it was just a uh, a, a black hole of, of where yards go in and, 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 and dreams go and dreams don't come out and, and basically was kind of you know, a, a swirling whirlpool that was pulling the offense with it. And, and as these last few weeks have unfolded, the Cowboys defense has suddenly been able to create turnovers and, and, you know, provide good field position for this Cowboys offense. Uh, the, the, the offense has been able to kind of score some easy points off of that. And, and I think that that's really kind of helped, uh, buoy a lot of the, the the Cowboys' success. I mean, they have at, at different points struggled to uh, uh, consistently produce, uh, but I think a, a, as of these last few weeks, Dalton has kind of been able to find a rhythm with these wide receivers that he hadn't had previously. They've been able to just you know kind of figure out a way to get by in pass protection, and, and maybe that changes this week against the Giants. But um, you know, the last few weeks at least. They've been able to find enough uh, time for Andy Dalton in the pocket to deliver down the field, and that's really opened things up. And I, and I also think that uh, Zeke Elliott has gotten healthier, and that's helped a lot in in the run game. And they've also, you know, kind of seemingly since Zeke has gone, made a commitment to using Pollard more. And I think that combination has been uh, really successful for them. So I, I think it's a, it's a combination of of you know just kind of this almost second team offense in a lot of ways, getting comfortable with each other. And then these, you know, kind of really upper tier wide receivers ones that we have uh, finally kind of getting in rhythm with the quarterback who, uh, who, you know, has been, they've had four different quarterbacks at this point this season. So uh, to get Dalton back and, and spend some time specifically with him, I think it's been good for the entire offense. Now, when you look at the matchups between the Cowboys offense and the Giants defense, I mean, to me, I like a lot of the matchups. I think the Giants have uh, what it takes to cover the, the receivers. I think, you know, short of what happened last week with the run game against or the run defense against Baltimore, I think they can stack up there. But what do you see when you look at the matchups, Cowboys offense versus Giants defense? Well, I, I certainly worry about what, uh, you know, what's, what what the Giants have at the defensive line position because you know the group that really has seemingly given the Cowboys the most trouble is defensive line because of all the injuries the Cowboys have had on their offensive line and I just mentioned it previously that I think that's been a big part of their of their sudden success these last few weeks is is just an ability to kind of navigate the pass rushes they've faced I, I think if you go back and watch you know what happened with uh, the the Cowboys and, and the Eagles, you know, it was a different ball game uh, once Fletcher Cox got hurt. Uh, and the Cowboys were, were were not really able to have a ton of success early, early in the game. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that, that their blocking schemes were being absolutely destroyed by Philly's defensive line. Once Fletcher Cox got uh, re-injured or, or hurt uh, and left the game, uh, it really did seem to kind of change the fortune. So, you know, I, I wonder if the Giants with uh, Lawrence, with Williams inside, if, they, if they're able to, you know, kind of generate, uh, uh, you know, with Tomlinson and just it, it dominate kind of that interior three of the Cowboys, which will really limit the passing game. Uh, and then, you know, the Cowboys don't have – I don't know that the Giants have, have, have a lot of really talented, super edge skill guys, but I don't know that that matters at this point with the, with where the Cowboys are at offensive tackle. So I'm just generally worried about the pass rush, uh, the, the defensive line play against this offensive line. The Cowboys have been able to get away with it the last few weeks. 
but I do wonder if that eventually starts to bite them a little bit in the butt. And, and I and I and I think that maybe this could be a week that that happens if if the Giants are able to get a, a, a solid game out of their defensive line, they they may be able to disrupt what the Cowboys are doing offensively. Now let's flip it over to the Cowboys defense because I know the first time these two teams met. There was a lot of talk about Mike Nolan and how his his schemes were just, you know, slowing everybody down. They weren't a fit. They weren't this. They weren't that. Has that improved? And and uh, where are you still concerned about that Cowboys defense? You know, I, I don't know if Mike Nolan's seat has gotten any cooler, uh, you know, but I, I I definitely feel like there has certainly been an uptick in how the Cowboys have played these last three weeks. And and I think that, uh, you know, defensively, it's been a, a combination of things. One, uh, you know, the, the kind of discovery of Donovan Wilson as a safety, uh, you know, he, he's not, you know, world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but for the Cowboys to have a guy that is, you know, a better than average starter safety that's and i think that's kind of exactly where wilson is uh the, i think that's that's been life-changing for them because they just haven't had anything like that in a long time so uh they they found a little bit of a playmaker in wilson in the back end and he's 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 been great uh they got uh, Travion, Trayvon diggs and and uh chidobi Awuzie back from injury which has really helped a, a secondary that was depleted beyond depleted to the point where they were starting safeties at, at corner. And, and I know the, the Cowboys aren't the only team to do that this year, but uh, it, it really did get certainly bad at certain points. So that started to really turn around a lot uh, now that they've gotten those guys back healthy. And then Randy Gregory being back and being healthy and, and being able to kind of finally get some rhythm going uh, has really paired for an incredible tandem opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. So the pass rush has, has, has been a lot better. Uh, you know where the defense still continues to struggle is in its the defensive interior. They lost Antoine Woods two weeks ago, uh, and he was by far their best and most consistent defensive tackle. And, and for the Cowboys, you know, honestly, I, I worry about teams' ability to run the ball uh, against the Cowboys because you know, ultimately it, 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 it was the run defense has been so bad at times this year that it doesn't really even matter how good any other aspect of the team was because teams were so, were so successful running the football. That's all that they really had to do to win the game. And, and it was taking even before Dak got injured uh, when, when uh, there was times early in the season when it was taking Herculean efforts to uh, by Dak to get this team, you know, in, in in a position to win football games because of 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 the positions that they were put in by a lack of solid run defense. So, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys got away with it a little bit last last week. Uh, I think they've gotten away with it a little bit the week before that. I, I think that the, the difference has been that the Cowboys have figured out that they have to come out and 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 get into a positive game script. They have to come out and score points early because if they continue to let teams hang around. If they continue to let teams uh, keep a balanced play sheet against this Dallas defense, uh, this this defense really, really, really struggles when they have to bear down and force the run uh, to stop the run on their own, as opposed to forcing a team to stop running the football because the point differential uh, is is inclining them to throw the football a little bit more. Now, with this Giants offense right now, I think we can honestly say that there's not one particular strength. And I mean, they don't have Saquon Barkley. They don't really have 
much of a passing game. You know, a guy that I think can stretch the field and scare the defense. Daniel Jones, their quarterback, who, you know, before last time you saw him, he was able to run. This time, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able or not. With that said, you know, you mentioned the run defense of the Cowboys being a concern of yours, but is there anything else about this Giants offense that just makes you say, oh my gosh, I hope they have a plan for it? You know, I mean, I think that there are some talented pass catchers on on the team. Slayton, I know he's had kind of a, a sophomore slump year, but I think he's still an incredibly talented receiver. Uh, Shepard has has had a good year from from everything I've seen. Uh, I, you know, I, is Golden Tate healthy? I, I apologize, I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but no. if he's not, no, he's uh, not. I, I, I mean, without Tate, I mean, I think it does give. It certainly does knock the group down a little bit, and I can understand that he's a stabilizing force for that group. But, you know, and Ingram, I think, you know, Ingram's the kind of guy that from, you know, from afar for the Cowboys, it's just you got to keep him in front of you. Like, because that's the thing is I don't know that he's – to me, he doesn't seem like he is uh, a consistent enough player to be – you know, kind of a f- the focus the focus point of an offense by himself uh, that you're going to constantly feed. But he's the kind of player that if you don't keep an eye on him, he's so athletic that if you can get the ball in his hands, he- he'll take it the whole way. So, you know, I worry about Daniel Jones's ability with his legs. You know, I know you mentioned he's, he's not going to run the ball as much, and and I totally understand that with the way that he he's had with the season this so far this year. Um, at the same time. You know, I, I and I can't, I can't believe we've gone this far without even really mentioning him. I'm very familiar with Jason Garrett. I'm very familiar with with yeah. the kind of game that game call that Jason Garrett's going to put out there. And um, and and to be honest, I, I think the thing that worries me is that if the Cowboys are not able to uh, uh, you know to pull away or to score points early. Jason Garrett, maybe more than any other offensive coordinator in football, ex- except for maybe the one in Baltimore, uh, is going to commit to the run. You know, and 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 that's you know a lot of in a lot of ways that is something that you know teams don't want to hear. I, I know as a Cowboys fan, uh, we want to throw the football a lot more than than we have at times. And I know as a fan, in general, fans don't want to hear about uh, uh, you know the teams wanting to run the football. But I think that this is one of the weeks where. It, Jason Garrett's commitment to the run, if it's working against Dallas, would be a very uh, uh, scary thing for the Cowboys because, like I said, uh, they are so bad at it. They're so it's so detrimental to them uh, that if if they if they're able to kind of stay in this game by keeping it close and 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 running the football, that's really a bad mix for where the Cowboys are right now, especially defensively. Yeah, you mentioned Jason Garrett. I think, you know, one of his best games that he's called this year came against the Cowboys back in week five. And I'm sure with everything on the line, he would love nothing better than to one up the Dallas Cowboys in this regular season finale. Yeah, absolutely. There certainly there certainly isn't any way that he's not looking at this schedule and and looking at another opportunity to uh, to show his former boss that he can still coach. Indeed. So. Landon, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to turn the page. You could ask me about the Giants. And then, uh, folks, we will close out the show in segment three with some final thoughts and predictions. So we'll be right back after these messages. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. 
Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely, and there are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your support now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open that DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left safely at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download that DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDON. Don't forget, code is locked on. All right, we're back, and it's time to flip the script around a little bit, and I'm going to ask Patricia some questions about the New York Giants. And, it, you know, it's it's one of these funny things, both of these teams, and frankly, I guess it feels like the entire NFC East is going through so much of a sea change, right? Like, it feels like for years and years and years, I knew a ton about what was going on with the Giants because there wasn't a ton of things changing in the Giants. And the same thing with the Cowboys and the same thing with Washington. It's, it was really kind of easy to follow the teams in the division because it didn't feel like there was a ton of change. And then suddenly, uh, you know, everyone kind of changed coaches all of this, uh, except for the the uh, Eagles all at once. And, and, and so now it, it, it all seems uh, kind of fresh, right? When we when we see things, but but maybe not so much for Cowboys fans, right? Because they, they, you know they they turn around and they see a lot of familiar faces, especially obviously on the coaching staff with Jason Garrett and some of the people uh, that were uh, that were have been involved in. And and actually, that's where I kind of want to start is on the offensive line uh, with with the offense. Uh, you know, obviously, famously dr- drafted Andrew Thomas high to play left tackle. Cam Fleming, who was a uh, former Dallas uh, swing tackle, is your starting right tackle. Uh, you know, Zeitler is obviously a, a, a guy who's traveled around uh, and, and been a, a solid vet for for a couple teams at this point now. Um, so I want to talk about what the offensive tackle play has been like because I know Cam Fleming and I, I know he's probably been a project at times at an offensive tackle. I know that Andrew Thomas is a rookie and uh, has had ups and downs. But let, let, talk to me a little bit about the offensive line and how it's been this year. But but also, please especially mention what exactly went down uh, between Joe Judge and Mark Colombo and Jason Garrett. And and because and, and, that that obviously is just a very fascinating storyline for Cowboys fans. Yeah, well, let me start with the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line has been up and down, as you said. And I think one of the reasons why has been this rotation that head coach Joe Judge has insisted on having. And it's interesting because every, well, not every Tuesday, but this past Tuesday, we had an opportunity to speak with the assistant coaches, you know, the position coaches. And um, I'm not even going to try the the name because I always butcher it, but we call him Googs. He's the (laughs) new uh, offensive line coach, Dave DeGuglielmo. I think I said that right. Um, He 
very outward guy, you know, tells it like it is. And, you know, I didn't get a, a chance to get this question in, but one of the things I'm curious about is how much does the fact that they rotate prohibit them from really, you know, building that cohesiveness and handling the stunts and the twists that we have seen teams successfully run against them time and time again. I, th- I really believe there is something to it there, but, um, but yeah, definitely some, some ups and downs. They were, they, this last game, not very good. I think they gave up something like, um, I want to say six sacks. They've given up 15 sacks in their last three games. Mm. So, and they haven't been able to run the ball like they did uh, during their win streak. So obviously something is not working there. And, and again, I, I get why Joe judge is doing the, uh, the rotation. He wants to see as many guys as possible. He didn't have an off season, but you know, now we're getting into the crunch time. Now is not the time I would necessarily mess around with, you know, get making sure Will Hernandez gets his 10 snaps and Matt Parrott gets his 20 snaps or whatever it is. So yeah. that's number one. Regarding the Colombo story, as I understand it, uh, Joe Judge was not happy with the way Colombo was teaching some of the techniques to the offensive linemen. And he started to, I guess, intervene for a little while there. And uh, in the meantime, Judge had hired... Dave DeGuglielmo, who is the current offensive line coach who replaced Colombo. Uh, initially, he hired Googs as a as a consultant, you know, not not specifically an offensive line consultant, but you know, an, an offensive consultant. Just so happens that offensive line is his specialty. Colombo, from what I understand, did not take kindly to it. They had an argument. I don't. I don't believe it ever escalated to fist fights as I know there were a couple reports back at the time. There were some things said, there were some tempers that flared and, you know, ultimately, you know, when you talk back to your boss and you, you lose your temper, what happens? You're shown the door. And I think that's what happened there. Yeah. And and I I don't think anybody in Dallas is uh, surprised to hear that Mark Colombo lost his temper. I think that that's, he is a very aggressive guy. He was a very aggressive player. Uh, And, and yeah, I I saw it on the sideline at times too. He, he, he's passionate. And uh, I'm assuming if he didn't take it well, he probably didn't have any problem saying something. So, and and yeah, of course, if you're going to yell at your, at your boss, you're going to get fired, especially if you do it publicly. That's just the way it is. So um, let's let's go. Let's continue with the offense, though. You know, you asked me an interesting question about offensive matchups. I would like to hear what what, what your answer is here on on offensive matchups because I, I think for me, you know, it's it's easy for me to kind of look at it through where the Cowboys are weak and, and not really maybe understand the Giants' strengths so much there at the at the other side. So. Where do you think that the, the Giants are, uh, I guess, let, let's say this, surprisingly stronger than maybe the outward perception of them in the rest of the NFL? I would say probably the defensive line. I know mm. they've had their struggles the last couple of weeks, but that unit is really, really solid. Um, yeah. They can get the the linebackers and to set the edges properly. I, I just don't think you see – them being gouged upon for, for, you know, 200 plus yards like they were, you know, last week. Um, They have been very stout against the run. They have shut it down. They swarm against the run and they've been able also to collapse the pocket. You know, you watch Dalvin Tomlinson. He's a guy who doesn't have 
gaudy stats, but boy, does he do a lot of the dirty work inside and he makes it possible for guys like Leonard Williams, for example, to get pressures and sacks and hits. And Leonard Williams has credited him, you know, for, for that kind of contribution. You know, Dexter Lawrence is a big body kid, a kid who, you know, seriously, I think he could take up three blockers and it still wouldn't be enough. Very <laughs> strong, very powerful. I think that is by far the strength of this team. You know, the uh, another strength that I think is maybe – underrated and it's funny because it didn't really start out as a strength but it has turned into a strength has been the play of the defensive secondary james bradbury has had a really really good year he was named to his first pro bowl logan ryan has been a godsend he should have been a pro bowler in my opinion but he wasn't even jabril peppers has stepped up and is playing lights out this year so um, you know, they've had some problems, you know, with the slot. They've had, a, you know, the second corner as well. But for the most part, that defensive secondary has really rebounded. And, and it's funny because we thought it was going to be a strength at the start of the season. This before, you know, the DeAndre Baker situation, mm-hmm. before Sam Beal opted out, before the injuries and all that good stuff. And it's nice to see that that unit has come for full circle. Yeah, Xavier McKinney is a guy that's just recently come back from injury, and I loved him coming out of Alabama last year. And when he got hurt earlier in the season, when he got drafted by the Giants, I was you know totally heartbroken because uh, again the Cowboys still up until that point still needed safeties, uh, and and then you know it was, I was even more heartbroken when he got injured early in the season because I, I, I like the player, I want to see him do well. So it's been good to see him get back in and get some snaps. Uh, I, I'd love to see him play well, just maybe not this week. So, uh, but I, I throw him in. I just, I, I am surprised by the the secondary. I think you know, you go back and watch. You know, again, as somebody who's not watching Giants games every week, but but paid attention this week and 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 last few weeks. Uh, you know, it's it is it is interesting to see. I mean, I think we know Bradbury is is a legit top five cornerback uh, in the NFL at this point. Top, you know, at the very least, top ten. Uh, and and I think that the, the other people that you see uh, kind of peppering this the 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 secondary, Logan Ryan, a guy that was you know maybe on the street a little bit longer than he probably should have been, uh, comes in and has really played well for you guys. Uh, Ju- uh, Peppers, uh, who came over from Cleveland and and as uh, I've been just a little bit better of a player than I think he was uh, those last few years in Cleveland. So uh, yeah. And then to get Xavier McKinney back and to add into that mix uh, it's, it's adding, you know, a little bit more strength to what was already a pretty solid position group. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like, you know, almost an inverse of what the Cowboys are dealing with on defense, right? You have all the, the talent at defensive tackle and safety, and uh, that's where we have none of our talent. So um I you know one of the I guess one of the last things I wanted to talk about uh, is just because again like I think we don't always get a a, a good uh, a good view of this is is the linebacker position uh, you know Blake Martinez is a guy who the Cowboys are a little bit familiar with just having played against him when he was with Green Bay uh, I always thought that he was a good but not great linebacker. Uh, but he's played fantastic for the Giants this year, um, and it's been uh, it's been a while. I was gonna, when was the last time you guys had a really strong off ball linebacker? It feels like uh, you guys have been treating the linebacker position the way we treat uh, the safety position for a long time. So, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about what Blake Martinez has done for the, the team and at, at linebacker, and, and who else uh, is in the mix there at linebacker for the Giants? 
Yeah, Blake Martinez, he's been another signing that, uh, you know, at first when that signing was made, I thought, eh, you know, yeah. I wasn't too impressed because, as you know, with linebackers, not all their tackles are created equal. And, you know, yeah. you look at the numbers and you say, oh, big deal. The guy had over 100 tackles. How many of those were made at or near the line of scrimmage? Well, Martinez, who, by the way, has been an absolute champion as far in his media sessions. I mean, very thoughtful, very um, expansive with his answers, just an absolute joy to listen to, told us when he first got here that his role was going to change with the Giants, that in Green Bay, he was more of a cleanup type of guy. So somebody up front missed the tackle. He had to do, you know, whether it was running in retreat, um, you know, running around the field, he had to go and clean up what somebody missed. Now they've got him attacking moving forward and that is a strength of his so you look at his tackles and um i don't know what it's up to now but i i had looked at his at, at the stats and well over 80 percent of his tackles are being made at or near the line of scrimmage which is what wow. you want from your linebacker yeah that's that's really impressive and and, and you know again i i think that explains a lot because you know you you remember Blake Martinez from Green Bay. Uh, I, yeah, I remember him as a guy who uh, was a second guy on the ball, right? Like not not a guy that's eating up. He's not. I don't remember him as a Darius Leonard type who's just eating up all the tackles by himself. I remembered him in the way that you described him, kind of the second guy to the ball, and and that's and I felt the exact same way when he signed with the Giants. I I was I I was like okay, well, just kind of another guy, but he. Uh, he really has seemingly taken his game uh, to another level. Um, last, real quick, I, I know that I've already got my questions, but I just I got a real quick one for you, just because I I, I, I have a, my own personal interest here. Of these three interior guys that you guys have on the defensive tackle uh, spot, which one of them do you feel like is the the biggest heavy hitter? Which one is the hardest to move? Is it still Leonard Williams, or has he kind of passed? that onto one of the younger guys in Tomlinson and, and Lawrence, or it, it, who is the, the, the kind of boss of bosses uh, on the defensive interior for the, for the giants. Oh, wow. Um, well, they've got Dalvin Tomlinson, who's a nose yep. tackle, but I would say if you're talking about physically impossible to move, yeah. I don't know, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. That kid, I mean, and what's amazing about him is as for as big as he is, he's very nimble. You would yeah. think he'd be a plotter, and he's not. He he, that kid can move, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and it's funny. His nickname here is Sexy Dexy. It's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he seems to like that nickname. But uh, at, at three forty, that's that's pretty impressive to be uh, to get a well, nickname to Sexy, right? I'm I'm not going to argue with somebody who's three hundred plus pounds. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> if that's what they want to be called, but if they want to be called Sexy, you better just let them be, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Probably, probably fair. All right. Well, I, I think that's it for me. Let's let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll uh, make our predictions are you ready for some football we've got college bowl games this weekend we've got the nfl playoffs just right around the corner it's going to be a busy time for us sports fans and there's only one place that has us covered and one place that we trust for our online bets and that is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit that is bet online your online sportsbook experts 
All right, welcome back to segment three of the crossover show, Locked On Giants, Locked On Cowboys. Patricia Trainer here with you and Landon McCool, co-host of Locked On Cowboys. And we have broken down the Giants-Cowboys game coming up, the regular season finale at MetLife Stadium. And in this segment, some final thoughts and a prediction. And Landon, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. What are your thoughts, your final thoughts, on anything we haven't talked about regarding this game and how do you see this game unfolding? I think this is actually a pretty close game. You know, I, I think that they have the Cowboys and the Giants both have pretty well-defined strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I think that both teams have pretty clear means of exploiting certain, uh, certain ones of those strengths and weaknesses. Um, so I think it's actually going to be a pretty close game. Um I, I'm going to pick Dallas. I mean, just to be just to be a homer, I guess. You know, I feel like I've uh, picked against the Cowboys these last few weeks, and maybe I'm, I'm, uh, maybe I'm, I'm you know, damning them by by doing by picking for them this week, and that that'll be a problem. But I just think that you know what's happened with the Cowboys' defense, even though it doesn't seem you know imminently. Uh, uh, replicable you know i feel like it's 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 something that uh, the pass rush is something that has been consistent uh i feel like the cowboys are going to be able to take advantage of the matchups on the outside uh the question will become is if the cowboys will get anything from their defensive interior either in the pass rush or in, in a run stopping uh situation i'm thinking that the cowboys will be able to create turnovers uh on the defensive side of the football and if they do that I think that should be the difference in the game because I don't know that either one of these two offenses are, you know, su- are just unstoppable forces. I, I, I think that they're 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 going to need breaks to kind of go their way. I think the Giants, without a doubt, there's zero zero doubt, have a better defense than the Cowboys. The Cowboys might have a slightly better offense, but not enough to make a huge difference. I think the difference will be that they're the Cowboys are able to force turnover here or there. Uh, and they win, let's say, 28 to 24. All right. I'm going to drop some history on you. Oh, great. You like history? I'm gonna I love history. Let's hear it. All right. 1981, Giants, 18-year playout, playoff drought ended when they beat the Cowboys in overtime. First time they had gone to the playoffs in 18 years, and all they had to do was beat the Cowboys in overtime. 2011, I believe it was. Yes, 2011. Who did they beat in the regular season finale? The Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And what happened? The Giants went on to the playoffs. And, of course, they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Now, I'm not saying the Giants are a Super Bowl team just yet. But history is on New York's side. And uh, I know that's not enough of a reason to pick a team. But I'm going with the Giants. I feel good about this. I think they're going to come out. They're going to be fired up. You know, do they have some some deficiencies? Absolutely. But I think they're going to have an answer for the Cowboys. And I'm going to pick the Giants. I don't have a score for you because I haven't quite worked that out. But I do think the Giants defense, who has held high-scoring offenses um, under uh, 30 points, they held the the Ravens, the Browns, uh, and, and I think Seattle was the other one. They held them to under 30 points. They're going to do it again. They're going to pour some cold water on the Cowboys and come out with a victory and just make everybody's the start of everybody's 2021, a happy one for giant fans. 
I love it. I love it. Well, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get into our own corners and, and, and finish the season strong. And it's been uh, <laughs> quite an incredible season, I think, to say the least. Uh, and I, I just, you know, no matter what happens, I just want to see a strong finish. And, and frankly, uh, it's it's victory enough that we're getting to see relative relevant football in week 17 in this division. Uh, so it, it'll be an exciting game and, and I can't wait to see it. Me too. Me too. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, Giant fans, make sure you keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. I'll have the breakdown for you on Monday as well as, you know, if the Giants should lose, we'll obviously have a wrap up. And Landon and Marcus Mosher over at Locked on Cowboys, they will probably have some thoughts about the games and whatnot, as well as their coverage of the Cowboys. Lots still to come on both of our shows. And make sure you are checking out our other Locked On podcasts, including Locked On Bets, Locked On NFL, all great content you will not want to miss. For Landon McCool, I am Patricia Trena. We will talk to you again soon, and Happy New Year to everybody.